Electric Jellyfish Podcast presents Spoilers of the Multiverse. This is Chad from Electric Jellyfish Podcast, welcoming you back to another episode of Spoilers of the Multiverse. Nice to hear from you again, Derek. Yes. And Mr. Ed, how you doing, brother? Great. Live in McKinney, and I'm in a room. <laughs> Are the walls padded? It's a padded, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, padded. Looks like Nutter Butter Wafers in here. I just want to lick the walls. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That took an unexpected turn. <laughs> it's late and I've had a nap. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all kind of scattered right now as far as our mental state. But, you know, what else is friggin' new? Well, that'll go right along with the uh, conversation of the first show we're going to talk no about. No shit. Tonight. Yeah, we've, we've had some doings with both uh, Marvel, things associated with Marvel, and with DC this weekend. At least one of us had a, had a, had a DC outing that he's really friggin' stoked about. He's a little late to the party, but I ain't got no room to talk. I've still yet to watch Hawkeye, so sue me. You'll be served. Yes, yeah, I guess so. Where do we go first on the Marvel front? Because we'll take a we'll take a really quick hit because this was the opening weekend for Morbius, mm-hmm. and I and I'm, I'm I think I speak loudly for everybody on this show. We are not going to waste our money to go see this fucking piece of shit. No, <laughs> because from the reviews that have hit the uh, the internets, the interwebs, a- any social media whatsoever, it's just been. A dumpster fire on top of a dumpster fire inside of a whale. Has anyone seen the Rotten Tomatoes score? No. 16. Mm-hmm. Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Morbius That's the critics. That's the critics score is a 16. Rotten Tomatoes score can't even drink legally. Mm, no, no. I think, I think this is a pretty good indication that Jared Leto just needs to stay away from comic book movies. I'm thinking. Yeah, critics gave it a 16. Audience reception has a C plus on Cinema Score, and it's got a 67 audience Rotten Tomato score. But it's made it made 17.1 million from 40 to almost 4,300 theaters uh, yesterday. Leto's sitting there, and he's like, "You know what? I'm going to be the Joker, one of the most iconic characters ever." Fail. <laughs> then he's like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go jump on the bandwagon of the one that's making the biggest waves, Marvel, and I'm going to be Morbius." The living vampire fail after it's a like, after a two fuck. year pandemic delay and it just goes thud. I'm gonna it's be like, a drug addled tranny, Oscar. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and has anybody seen House of Gucci? No. You know, okay, because we. I liked I it have. at the beginning. I liked it at the beginning, and it was bad at the end. Yeah, I like. I thought it started okay, and I remember I was halfway through it, and you went, "Why are you watching this piece of shit?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done with it yet, but yeah, it it, it was a bad. He was so ending. over the top. I'm like, is he? Was he trying to audition for the role of Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie? Well, they kept saying he sounded like a bad Chico Marx, you know, with a fake <laughs> Italian accent, which may be an insult to Chico Marx. I mean, I was like, Jesus, could be. You couldn't. I didn't recognize him for for one. Uh, if if no, I didn't, looked- if I didn't know that was Jared Leto, I never would have guessed. Now, I'm watching him in We Crashed right now, and he's playing uh, Adam Newman, who's the guy that started the, the WeWork. 
Oh, is uh, that the thing that uh, uh, Tom Holland's in? No, no, no. It's Anne Hathaway plays his wife, and it's they they play a he plays a guy. He's in his he's from Israel, and it's a real it's a real story. Start and it's only happened like I don't know about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and they they um, sunk a bunch of money into like co op work spaces, you know, where you could come and work. Uh huh. Now the uh, the series is only about halfway through, but they're just. I think at the end, before he lost everything, he was worth about $45 billion. Jesus. This guy. This guy he plays. And Leto's playing him. And I think they had a fake nose on him. But uh, it's interesting. Just because it just, you know, it all kind of seems like it just happened. It's probably more um, interesting than what happened in Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, it's him and, you know, he plays this, this uh, super, you know, this guy that can get just Fingali that can get you in a room and just like tell you what Anthony Edwards is in it and he's fat and he's bald and I almost didn't recognize him yeah but everybody just starts forking money over to this guy you know investing in this workspace called WeWork and I've never heard of this my stepson heard about it years ago oh it's Cherry it's that like, I'm thinking about the Tom Holland's in that's the one that the Russo brothers did for uh, Apple on Apple TV Cherry yeah he, he he's like uh, Tom Holland comes back from the Iraq war and he's got PTSD or something and no. he, was, he was an army medic and but again the Russos are, are directors on this thing so who knows might be worth a watch but yeah right. Leto's Leto's got yeah his credits going down yeah his, his credibility <laughs> is dropping really fast almost as so, fast as Will Smith's but you know yeah but anyway we, we'll slap it all over the place yeah so I'm like I said I'm I'm not interested in going to see this movie whatsoever no nope. I don't care less interested in that than i did in eternals and that's saying yeah something. yeah so so there you go guys uh <laughs> there's Morbius our non-review of morbius <laughs> yeah morbius sucks so yeah putting you over here on the shelf with catwoman there you, go. Exactly. <laughs> you guys can go over there all right so in the marvel you know realm we have a brand new episode of a brand new show that dropped Wednesday, which is the uh, Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Is that is that his name? Yes, yeah, Oscar, Oscar Isaac led Moon Knight. Holy shit! He's a producer on this thing too, isn't he? I don't. I have no. I, I think he. Know. I think he had a producer credit or an, or an executive producer credit on the thing. Like he's so he's knee deep well, in it. So what are y'all thinking on this, guys? Let's hear the well, takes. Well, wait. Let me. Who has read Moon Knight? I've never read an issue of Moon Knight in my life. I, I haven't either. I've dabbled in Moon Knight, and then uh, I've got the the Marvel uh, Marvel Unlimited app, so you can you know basically mm-hmm. go read three thousands of freaking you know Marvel comics. And I went and read the newest runs that happened around the Marvel Now era, probably about five six years ago. So good, and I think that's what they're pulling the this this show from. Is a lot. Yeah, I've never that. I've never heard anything like anybody's talk about. Uh, how much they it's always about how much people like Moon Knight I never hear anybody go oh it's a real throwaway character yeah and and that's kind and of the weird thing about Moon Knight is that besides the whole disassociation and, and, and his multiple personalities and stuff which I don't even think really got brought into the, the, the limelight until like the later issues the ones that like the Marvel Now and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if you ask any just cookie cutter comic book guy or girl for decades it's always been oh moon knight's the batman of uh of marvel <laughs> not really not no. at all no. when, i mean if 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 you have never read a moon knight book and you go into watching the show you're just like i think that's okay, just the way people ever look said, at them they look at right. them and think that it's a first it's a knee-jerk thing yeah it's, it's like not. if anybody 
has watched it and they haven't read any comics, they're going to look at the people who said that to him and go, "You're a fucking idiot," because this has this is nothing like Batman. Yeah, he's he's got a cape, he wears a really cool costume, and he throws a weapon that's curved. That's about where the similarities end. That's mm-hmm. about as close as it gets. One guy's a billionaire, the other guy works in a gift shop. Okay. Well, he's got money. I think I, I think he's he comes from some sort of, you know, You're talking about Spectre? Yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's he's got he's he's connected somehow. He's he's got a fortune that uh, well, at least the comic think, version of him does. Maybe this version of him doesn't. I don't know. Well, I, I think I think the Mike Mike, the Mark Spectre side of it is more of the, you know, he's the assassin/mercenary slash guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's got another personality that's like a billionaire yeah so he's got like the the bruce wayne kind of vibe and maybe that's why people are comparing him and shit but then you got you know the other guy i think steven the character that we get introduced to in this episode the schlub (laughs) yeah i think in the in the original books i think he was a cab driver but he was in new york so he didn't have the the british accent okay yeah all that kind of stuff so so same kind of effect he's kind of in service industry kind of thing and kind of a bumbling kind of guy yeah this show, man, so good, so good, so freaking good. I got, I got a real, I, I got a real long kiss, good night vibe from it. Like you know, it's like you know, this guy doesn't realize how much of a badass he is. It just depends on what friggin' personality is running the show at any given time. And it reminds right. me more of Marvel Netflix stuff than it does the MCU. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a darker vibe to it. You know, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really strange because have y'all been reading this stuff about how the, like people were going back and watching episodes of Falcon and the they're Winter terrible. Soldier and that they were oh. they're, they're starting to dumb it down like they're they're editing it and taking some of the more brutal elements out of them. Really? Remember the Disney yes. was going to put some stuff back in. Yeah, yeah, and I hear that you know people started raising hell about it, and I think they're going back and just you know keeping you know, it's it. It's a funny as thing. Is. The other day I went I went to Disney and it was it was to go to watch Moon Knight the other night. And I got this thing before I logged in that said, do you want to take, take it up your rating? Right, and, because they added yep. the Netflix stuff. Exactly. Right. And I thought, oh, I know what this means. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and said, yeah, sure, click, click. We don't have any kids in the house that are you know that are young that can't watch this. So I'm just going to go push it all the way up, all the way to the top. So maybe then, you know, with that, maybe that those Netflix shows kind of helped out with some of the other Marvel stuff and they said, you know, let's up this stuff too because, you know, there's some violent stuff in here. And I'll watch it again if they're going to do that. Yeah, because I mean, Moon Knight is violent. He is a violent guy. He's a violent character. He will wreck shop. And it's funny because, you know, we we now have the mature rating on Disney Plus with the Netflix shows, like we stated. But funny about this show is that in the transitions, which were genius, genius way they did this, where Steven hits his fight or flight moment and his Mark personality takes over. Anytime there's like violence or anything that he needs to save him from, boom. Mm-hmm. And then when he snaps back out of it, you don't see what happens and you see his hands covered in blood. There's you like just see the aftermath everywhere yeah. and everything else. And it's kind of funny because it's like, well, now that we got an MA rating, why didn't y'all just make this MA? And, and maybe they will. Maybe as Mark takes over, mm-hmm. we'll actually see some bloodiness and him just beating the living. You see the guy fall off the truck and just like hit the ground and just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, yeah. when you get to the last shot of it, like when he's just standing over him, just basically just pounding that dude into the friggin', you know, tile of that bathroom. I was like, good, good lord. 
he just kind of turns toward the camera and then it just goes to credits. And I was like, golly, that was kind of way, way beyond. Well, I mean, I guess if you really want to compare it, it's not all that different from whenever freaking John F. Walker. Yes. Was was pounding that dude with the shield. You know, I was like, yeah. Mm hmm. And I, from what I was reading, like that wasn't even what got edited. They didn't take that out. I was like, if anything was like over the top violent on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was that him just pounding that for what was it, Flag Smasher? Isn't that what they were called? I, it's been a while. Basically, yeah, just pre- like cleaving that dude in half with his shield. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, know, you want I to take something the out? Comic where Cap took a vampire's head off with his shield. Well, we got plenty of that in What If with the with the mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. Zombies episodes, so. right? But I mean, back when that was before What If, but you know, I remember that. And and in the, even in the comic, you just saw his his shadow doing it against the wall. Oh. Okay, okay. Okay, they even dumped it down. And Byrne was doing that with Cap. Well, shoot. I mean, even Thanos got his head cut off. Yeah. So it's, it's not like, it's not like yeah. we're strangers to this. You know, I mean, we've seen, yeah. we've seen limbs get severed and, and heads get lopped off all through the MCU. So, you know, you, you, there's no real reason to cherry pick it and, and sugarcoat it now. You know, you've already kind of opened that door. I don't, I don't get what their, what their angle was on that. I was gonna say uh, I, I was gonna say end game, but it was you know gonna be overstating the obvious. I, I will say this for all the people out there who thought that Oscar Isaac was a bad choice and they were just like, Oh god, this guy Oh, I enjoy him. Why? Dude, he blew he kills me away it. in this. Yeah, he kills it. He's it a he's a twerp as Poe Dameron in the in the Star Wars sequels, but he's this <clears> seems <throat> like the role he was kinda meant to do. Yeah. Oh dude you, you dude, you gotta admit, he's a friggin' tool and friggin' no in the Star Wars on. sequels. He was, come on, don't do all Star Wars bad on me. Yeah, it's just yeah. Oh he was, he, man. He was a douche canoe. But you know, in no. in, in this, uh, he, he kind of comes into his own. I, I like the fact that he really does kind of get to make this him, and this is like. How about Dune? Was you watch him in Dune? I haven't watched. He was. Dune. Gr- oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. You know. Spoiler alert. You know, Duke Leto ain't in the story for long, but he was solid. He was rock solid in that. Yeah, his his acting in this, it his range is just going to be out in outer space on this damn thing. Yeah, out of necessity I mean, his, because of what type of character he's yeah, playing with the his multifaceted. Chops, yeah, he's 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 funny when he needs to be. Steven is dude. The scene where he's got the scarab in his hand and he's you know in in uh, Ethan Hawke's character is trying to get him to give it to him and he's all just like I, I can't do it. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to give it to you. <laughs> Khonshu is taking him over and just kind yes, of y- yanking and, his body. Oh, and the the Conchu character, me and Chad spoke about this a few days ago when he was like, "Hey, it's uh, what's his name?" Uh, F. The guy F. Abraham. Murray Abraham, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dumb ass. I'm sitting there. I'm like, didn't he die? Like, he <laughs> like, died no, like, five or six years ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was horrible. Because I mean, I don't know if anybody else out there was on the same page I was. Because the first time that I heard that voice, I thought it was Liam. Neeson. You it was Liam Neeson. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad, man. Because he just calls him like a worm, and he, I mean, he is just shitting all over. He kind of goes he's, venom on his ass, you know, for all intents and purposes. He just, he's such a abusive asshole to this poor <laughs> English meek man and you, you know you feel for him you feel really bad I mean because uh, like his whole little rituals that he does like strapping himself to the to his bed you know taping his door and, shut and and all that and the the sand around his bed to make sure you know he's he can he can see footprints if he gets up or whatever it's tragic it really is that this guy's living that kind of life and then you start seeing why mm-hmm. and it's just like holy fuck this guy is so messed up in the head and you don't 
realize how messed up in the head until about halfway through the show, and you're just like, oh, this is going to be one of those kind of shows yeah. where you're going to have to watch every single split second of it. And it, the thing that's really jacked up about it is, is when he is Steven, even he doesn't realize how jacked up he is. He yeah. wakes he wakes up and he's completely he's, – he's, he acts like, okay, this is what my life is, but I still don't understand why I have to do this because I'm not the one doing it when I'm doing it. It's a it's yeah. a real puzzle box of a show. <laughs> it is, and it's it's so heartbreaking too. The 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 scene where um you know you go through the episode and you've got the Egyptian wolf whatever the hell it was chasing him in the museum and uh, he gets in that bathroom and he is just losing it because he's like what the hell is this thing why why is this thing coming after me I don't know what the hell this is what what's going on he still thinks it's a freaking dream because he's crazy and when you see mark talking to him in the mirror that right there that scene right there his acting in that scene was beautiful because you just see steven just breaking down like he's he's he knows he's lost it and he's just like yes take over take over take over because i can't i can't handle this anymore if that is any indication of how this show is going to go this show i think is probably going to be one of the best net the best uh disney plus shows they're going to bring out wow that's that's a bold statement <laughs> i i'm i'm mm. dead serious because Yet again, this show is – it's kind of like Ed said. It kind of feels like a Netflix show. Not only that, but it also is something we've not had anything like before in the MCU. This is true. At Isaac all. even threw down the gauntlet and said, I think we're going to be just as good as Mandalorian, maybe better. Uh, right. I mean, it's <laughs> the freaking – God, it's just – I don't know. I mean, I think it. I think it tastes so much different than anything that Marvel's ever. I mean, uh, we could go on the same route of if if you're thinking this is just going to be a normal superhero show, and then you watch it, you're like, no, it's this not, is some crazy. It's not a like, normal superhero, you know? mystical really shit not. like Doctor Strange shit. And then I kind of look at it and go, this is even more like psychological and meta and and all this different stuff, even more than Doctor Strange has been. Yeah. Now we got multiverse right around the corner, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. here in like a few weeks. So might be chewing my words on that, but as of right now, if if Moon Knight keeps steady the way it is, Jesus, Sponsored Ethan Hawke, he was great in it. Yeah, and you know the thing that's that's really kind of the, the the real bittersweet tone about it is that one cast member that I guess the character we have yet to be introduced to, Anton Mogard, uh, Midnight Man, the actor that that portrayed him, I think his name is Gaspard Ulil. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name right. Tragically, we lost the guy. I want to say it was like two days after the trailer, the initial trailer for Moon Knight dropped. He uh, he died in a skiing accident. Is that the guy that they, you see in the promos that's wearing the skin tight mask? I don't know. Oh, you mean the white mask with the white suit? Yeah. No, that's no, no, that's no, no. All, that, yeah, that's another that one of also, his personalities. Yeah, that's another personality of him. That's another one of him. Okay. Yes, that's he's a, got like four or five of them. I mean, well, he's that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. That is actually one of the characters that they implicated in the new uh, the Marvel Now stuff a few years ago because that was never a personality they've ever touched on. That character is called Mr. Knight. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking forward and, to seeing the most. <laughs> in the books, he's basically that is basically a, a good Batman comparison. Yeah. Because the cops and the detectives will actually call him and they're like, well, this is Moon Knight and he's, you know, he's a fucking psycho and he's a, you know, psychopath and he's a killer and all this kind of shit. But when he's in that, that personality, he's more of like a detective and he's a badass because he's wearing a white fucking like suit with a fucking vest on and he's very dapper and everything and he's, oh, he, it's fucking 
beautiful. And then you know they they released the picture of him in the full suit because I was like, man, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough suit to capture. And they captured it. <laughs> and they nailed it. Yeah, they fucking nailed it. I watched it. You know, the first night it came out, and then I watched it again tonight with my with my son. And yeah, it kind of shocked me because you know he's he's seventeen, almost eighteen years old. When we watch Marvel stuff now, I mean, he grew up on this stuff. But when he's watching the Marvel stuff, he usually has his phone out and he's not paying attention. Like like freaking. It's background noise. Well, yeah, like freaking uh, Hawkeye. I sit there and be like, "Hey, we're gonna watch, we're gonna watch Hawkeye tonight." And he's like, "All right, whatever." And then we'd sit there, and then I would hear TikToks going on behind me because I'm like, "Oh, he's not even paying attention to this crap." This show, he didn't pick up his phone one time. Really? Yes, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" And at the very end of it, when they revealed the Moon Knight costume, the the first words out of his mouth were, "That's a badass suit." It is a badass. That costume looks badass. <laughs> Which I was worried because the old school Moon Knight suit just looks like some flimsy like leotard shit. Mm-hmm. And they went full on like mummy wrappings yeah. and all. I mean, it, it kind of has an Assassin's Creed kind of look to it. With the, the, with, the, with, the, with the like the widow's peak looking thing that comes down the middle of the hood mm-hmm. and shit. It's yeah, it's yes. extraordinary. I and love the at, aesthetic and, of this. Yeah, and you think when you look at it on screen, you're like, oh, this is gonna look like shit. Nope. But the second he turns around after beating the shit out of that Egyptian character, jackal, I think is what it is. And he's got and, – and guys, out of all the years that we've been sitting here watching comic book movies and them try and interpret the from page to screen, it's always been the thing where it's like there's so many comic book characters that have wide eyes. And you know it's not going to look good on screen. I mean, yeah, we got Holly Berry with freaking wide eyes. The storm looked like shit. Then they took the fucking jump and they gave Deadpool wide eyes. And it was like, you know what? It's not practical. But it's but really we'll cool. It. It's fucking Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> And then they do this with Moon Knight. And, and not just, just like, white eyes, but glowing white eyes. Yes. And you see that, and it's like, you know what? Deep down inside, I'm not supposed to like this, and I'm supposed to be, like, judgmental about that, but that looks bad fucking ass. Did you whole- see, by the way, the freaking premiere that they had, the red carpet premiere, where there was a kid that was cosplaying as yes. Moon Knight, and Oscar <laughs> Isaac walked <laughs> over, he's like, dude! Yeah. <laughs> the kid that, was that fucking awesome! Was a, that costume was on point. It was beautiful. So it yeah, should tie I, in with Oxy because you know how hard it is to get blood out of white. Yeah. <laughs> how often is he going to hit the clean head costume? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Unless no, it just repels. You know, he's got that thing scotch guarded like a motherfucker. And then he take his um, things off his chest to throw. Right. Oh, the, the, little, the, the crescent moon. Little, yeah, uh, the moon shaped things. Uh, right? The, the, yeah, the moon orangs, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I follow Bilson Kevich on Facebook, and he is 100% behind this. He did a lot of Moon Knight back in the 80s with Doug Minch. As a writer or as an artist? No, as an artist. As an artist. Okay, okay. So they actually kind of hired him to do some promo stuff. Uh, he also did some promo stuff for the Batman. That's a tease. That's a tease. That's a tease. That's a tease. He always submits stuff uh, for everything. The Dark Knight, way back when um, Bale was playing him. Sienkiewicz has a whole bunch of stuff for uh, Heath Ledger and stuff that he did. So he did stuff for the Batman. He did, he's, and, you know, he's very invested in Moon Knight. Because well, he well was, I love the key art for this thing. Like any any of the social media platforms oh, you go yeah, to or, the, or when you go to the IMDb mm-hmm. page, just that shot of the logo. And then you've got Oscar just uh, as, the, as the left side of the face. And... And on the mm-hmm. right yeah. side of the face, it's 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 so cool how they did it. It's he's got one regular eye and one white eye, and it's the opposite. Eye. It's it's actually the same eye that he's looking out of on his normal face. It's kind of I'm probably describing mm-hmm. this terribly. Moon Knight's almost like at a profile shot. 
Whereas, yep. yeah, whereas it's, Oscar's exactly looking right at the camera, it's so kick-ass looking. I'm telling you, man, we've said it before. Marvel is just God. These guys are taking some of the most obscure and most no one gives a fucking shit about this character for decades type characters. It's a bold choice. It's a really bold choice, and yep. just making them fucking awesome and, and, I mean, it's, and it's really weird because it's like both both properties that we've talked about already both morbius and moon knight were very unconventional you know very like you said really you just plucked out of obscurity i'm like but once again we've already just had this conversation where we're talking about a studio that made a couple of movies about a talking tree and a fucking raccoon and yeah. made and made us give a shit so and and that's the anything's thing possible. About Moon Knight. The the greatest, I think, one of the greatest things that nobody's really even talking about in Nerdosphere about the whole Moon Knight aspect is, yeah, we got you know we got Doctor Strange and he's the mystical arts and all this kind of stuff and everything else. Moon Knight brings in a whole new layer of supernatural crazy shit. Yeah, it's, it's a completely because, different level of mythology because we have to remember. This is like bringing in a new era, especially with Multiverse of Madness, since it's going to be a straight-up like horror movie, the way people are describing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Moon Knight started off – his first appearance was in uh, Werewolf by – Werewolf by Night. Know, Werewolf by Night, yeah. yeah. And from what I hear, they're supposed to be doing a – Disney Plus is doing a Marvel Halloween special, and Werewolf by Night's going to be in it. I think they've already casted the guy. Hmm. So we're about to get the Midnight Suns type stuff. So oh, God. Get ready, guys. We, we're going to probably have – I mean, we got Blade. Blade's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We got Blade. We got uh, the, the Black Knight. You know, he's going to be a part of that little trope. We got Moon Knight. We got Doctor Strange. We got all this. They've Midnight already cast Suns. a new they've, – they've already – have they selected their next Ghost Rider? I don't think they have. But I thought I they did. They they've okay. They've kicked around like three names. Yeah, I'm, they've kicked around. Somebody said that the they heard a rumor that Nicolas Cage was going to show back up in Multiverse's Ghost Rider. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that. Whatever. I'm good with that. I mean, because guess what, guys? Everybody and their fucking mom that ever played a Marvel character from the past, it's all open book now because they did it with Spider Man and they can do it with Ghost Rider. I mean, I heard Malkavoy is going to be in freaking. Uh, multiverse too along with patrick stewart that's confirmed with patrick stewart already so mm. let nicholas cage show up as ghost rider but i've heard <laughs> who's, ex- who's be- experiencing the career renaissance of his life right yes. now so yeah bring I'm, him on i'm hearing uh the rumors of casting of ghost rider which i'm i'm more okay with the other than the one that a lot of people want is Keanu Reeves. I don't want Keanu Reeves as Ghost Rider. I don't. Because the other name that's been thrown in that hat is Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, that's right. That's who I was thinking. Oh, that is the motherfucker I want as Ghost Rider. Yeah, I'd be and good make with him that. Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. The old school Ghost Rider. Because you got Johnny Blaze, you got Danny Ke- Ketch or Keech, whatever. The, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But the 90s Ghost Rider that came out. Mm-hmm. And then there's Vengeance, and there's, there's uh, I think there's been a woman Ghost Rider. And then you got Robbie Reyes, who's the Ghost Rider who drives the Charger. There's a There was a book that came out a few years ago that was Ghost Riders. And it was like a whole gang of them, like Sons of Anarchy type shit with Ghost Riders, just in a fucking pack driving the highways and taking care of bullshit. Oh, yeah, here they are. Johnny, Johnny Blaze. I want to see that. Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch, Robbie Reyes, Alejandra Jones, or Kushala. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was Gabriel so, Luna that played Robbie Reyes in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. So, like I said... Uh, so, so that one's Agents basically canon, so, you know... 
Yeah, and now that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on Disney+, Plus and they're actually bringing it into the fold, I'm guessing that means that everything that happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did happen? Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, it didn't really happen, and they were, they're kind of whatever about it. But now that the Netflix shows are canon, all bets are off. Yeah. Um, but like I said, back to the whole Moon Knight thing, Moon Knight is going to open up a whole new dimension of Midnight Sun's mystical, nightmarish, like, just horror element. And mm-hmm. I'm, I am totally on board for it. Yeah. It also takes it out of New York and brings it around. It's got like a globe trotting London to it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. How so. many times do we have to base a damn hero from Marvel in New York? Do we? I read somewhere they're going to try to get out of New York with a lot of the stuff. Good they're luck with all spread, that. Spread some stuff around. And go because we all we all know whenever the Fantastic Four opens their tower, we know where the hell it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, Moon Knight was great. Yes, I, it was. I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode. It's it set some really solid groundwork. I'm I mean I'm I'm intrigued. I, you know, you know yeah. it's you know you know you've succeeded whenever you could take a character that's so freaking alien to everybody and they can hook you from the first chapter. That's that's and there this is what six a six episode arc. I believe so. Yeah. Is that all? Oh, yeah. Man. I know, right? Well, I mean, I, I like the fact that they had to do to do some character development and flesh this guy out a little bit before the. I wish we could have gotten a little bit more Moon Knight in our Moon Knight, but it is what it is. You know. But you I, know what? I don't I, ever feel bored. I never. I, I never felt like distracted. Like just like you said with your kid, he never picked up his phone. I just put mine down. I was like, okay, all right, Marvel, dazzle me, and they dazzled yeah. me. No joke. And and kind of to go off what you just said, I really wasn't upset that we only got Moon Knight for like four seconds. Because I think what they're going to do is we got a whole episode of Steven. We saw his side of the story. Next episode, we'll see Mark's side of the story. Then another episode is going to be Mr. Knight's side of the story. And then, you know, if he's got any more fucking personalities banging around up there, which he probably fucking which he does. he probably does, yeah. Then they'll have their episodes too. But God, good stuff, man. Yeah, Marvel. It was, it was solid. Applause, guys. It was solid. Yeah, they're they're they were kind of limping along there for a little bit, but they kind of seemed now, to have gotten their feet back underneath them. Now I will thump them on the nose and go boop because I did watch the new trailer for Ms. Marvel and. Mm. I'm not impressed. I mean, and and I'm no, I know. Give it time. Just wait till it comes out, and then make your bullshit fucking discussion. Then, oh, okay, I'll give you that. But my daughter, ten years old, loves Ms. Marvel. She loves the the, the that aspect of it. And that's dude, who it's for, team, right? Do what? That's who it's for, right? The show. I mean, you would think. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's for it looks like a it. lot of different niches, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a girl show. It's a good girl show. And man, when my ten-year-old daughter's watching that trailer, and she's just like, mm. "You know, your kid is a geek and a comic nerd, and you raised them right." When she sees one of her favorite characters on the screen, and then watches the whole trailer, undivided attention, and at the very end of the trailer, she goes, "They messed up my character. <laughs> she doesn't have the stretchy thing. She doesn't have the stretchy powers and everything. That is not Ms. Marvel. That is not. I can't stand this. That's horrible." And I'm like, she "Doesn't I'm so have the proud. stretchy powers." <laughs> I'm so proud. Yeah, she doesn't have stretchy powers. She doesn't like get big and shrink down and can do all that crap. Uh, oh, from I what I they... can tell, because all of, they've changed it for the fucking show, because she's got oh. this bracelet on, and it gives her um, construct powers, basically like the green fucking lantern, and she can make things from her mind. Oh, boy. So yeah, that pissed my daughter off royally. But I digress. We'll we'll go down that trashing mm-hmm. conversation whenever the show comes out. But that's just the other little Marvel thing right now that 
kind of popped up and I'm just like, eh, I'll, I'll get that in before we get to the, I, I don't know if I feel stupid for saying this, the greatness that DC has just released. I think this. it's time that, uh, gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Let's talk about the Batman. I know whenever, when I walked out of that theater, I was like, damn, <laughs> I didn't know where to rank it. I didn't know what it... I had to process a lot of it. Yeah. It was a lot of process. There was a lot of unpacking to do because I was not ready. And I can hear I can hear Derek squirming in his chair. So release the hounds, Derek. All right, boys and girls. Go for it. Story time. Mm-hmm. So you guys know that I am a hardcore Marvel loyalist. Mm-hmm. We, we all mm-hmm. know that if, you, if you're a listener to this show and, and you know and you've grown as a part of our family um you know how much i love my marvel okay dc batman is my number one period the demon is my number one really but you know that's kind of a a childhood thing batman has always been it for me Mm -hmm. i could i could give two shits about any other dc character period batman and their characters are the only good characters that dc's ever made in my in my opinion but my opinion doesn't mean shit this (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I I called Chad three minutes after I walked out of this movie theater. And I don't think I've been that excited about something since the day I lost my virginity. <laughs> this movie... I don't know. You were pretty stoked when you walked out of Deadpool. Dude, this movie's better than fucking Deadpool. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, the last time I heard you that excited about a comic book property film was probably yeah. Deadpool. Because that's your, that's your boy. I mean, that's Wager boy. This... This fucking movie, mm. guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. If I'm if I'm going to rank it, and I don't care who this pisses off, I don't care what anybody says, fight me, okay? Because I think this is... Oh God, this is the greatest Batman movie ever fucking made. Wow. A lot I of people are saying Keaton. that. Yeah. I love Keaton, and I love Batman 89. It is a special... Mm-hmm part of my soul christian bale can go eat a dick this <laughs> the dark knight trilogy oh, is boy is shit compared to this three-hour fucking masterpiece and did it Amazing. feel like a three-hour movie to you no i could have sat there and watched another six fucking hours of yeah this. i think i could have too oh my god it was so good i love matt reeves's interpretation of gotham i've never Ooh, seen it rain so m- i've never seen it rain so much since blade runner for Christ's no sakes. <laughs> God damn. The oh, suicide rate so... in Gotham's got to be through the roof. They went back to Chicago for some filming. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. It, just the, the mood was so on point. I know that our opinions are probably going to diverge a little bit on Pattinson's portrayal of both sides of this character. For, for me, he kills Batman. He he crushes it. He crushes mm-hmm. Batman as a as a Batman that's still kind of feeling his way through all this. And it shows. Perfectly done for a year two type story. Yes, very much so. I mean, it's it's got a real Batman year two long Halloween vibe to it that just it works on so many fucking levels. I was getting the David Mezzelli, Frank Miller feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like he's taking punches and he's getting the shit beat out of him and he's returning it right back to him. But you, you can tell he's not like peak. Batman, Batman, Batman. He's still learning the fucking ropes. And He's the Daniel Craig of Batman. Batman. Yeah. The thing, I, I tell you what, the thing that I really dig every time it happened, I think it happened at least twice, was when he took the fucking mask off, he had 
the eye black around yes. his eyes. That realistic. Finally! They finally... <laughs> like, how many swings at the plate did you take at this before you finally decided, you know what? Fuck it. He's got eye makeup on. Let's show it there when he takes his freaking mm-hmm. hood off. I think they his hair's so all thought. fucked up. He's drenched in sweat. I'm like, that's what your man looks like yes. after he spent an entire night kicking the shit out of people. Beating the shit a- out of mentally handicapped people all night long. <laughs> You need to be drenched in sweat and have eye makeup all over you. You need to look like you've been in a fight. You need to show the wear and tear. You don't just need to show the bruises the next day, like they were so fond of doing in the past several films. You know, with I don't know if they so much did it with the Burton and well, he had Alfred patch him up once in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was when I came out of this. And somebody, I think somebody asked me this. You know, what is what's the first thing you come out of your mouth? I said, you know what? They got they got rid of so many tropes from the other Batman movies, and they just decided to just go you know what would it really be like just let's let's talk about common sense talk about real guy put a real guy puts a suit on like this and 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 what it does to him and how scary he can be and those scenes when they would just show like a black alley oh Oh, god God. that's that's, you know and that was my scene he could be in there he could be in there but you don't know that scene that's that's effective that's a that's real effectiveness the scene that just drove me out of my head like i just geeked out of my mind and i told derek can i guess can i guess go ahead i'm sure you're gonna get it when they fired up the batmobile no 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 the basically Darth Vader Rogue One scene where he's walking down that hallway and the mm-hmm. only time you see anything is whenever one of the thugs fires off his his mm-hmm. machine gun or submachine gun and just for just a glimpse you're seeing him just eviscerate mm-hmm. these pricks I, I was yeah, like good god that's darkness. badass they finally you're, you're, use the darkness yes. yes you're seeing the the shine the glimmer off of his blacked out suit from the muzzle blasts from these guns and it was just cinematic art Mm -hmm. it was fucking beautiful this movie was fucking beautiful everything about this movie was just gorgeous i said it's so it's i was telling uh, my friend brian i said it's it's just beautiful it's why you're watching this they turn something so sinister and so dark into like this beauty thing of beauty it's its own character gotham's its own character in this movie it's just like the sun sets and the there's a sun there's sunrises and everything's bathed in orange and all the key art was like in red yeah. First time. Oh God, yes. I mean, they went places with this that they didn't just go. They didn't just rehash him. And you know, I'm a Keaton nut, and mainly because that movie in '89 was a big experience. I mean, everything leading up to it was a big thing. Like I kept watching trailers and kept watching Entertainment Tonight every night. You know, and I was all excited about him playing Batman. And then you know, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing that big bat, the yellow and black bat. I wore the Prince the, album out, but of course I was going to mm-hmm. do that regardless. <laughs> right. You heard that song on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince was everywhere. It was great. But this movie, I didn't play along with all the stuff leading up to it. I thought, I'm not going to get sucked into Hi- the experience. I'm just going to go see up. it. Yeah. yeah. And I went to it and I went, it's almost like the difference between, you know, I like going to the um, look at comic books. But then I also like to go to the museum. This is more like going to the museum. So look yes. at comic books. It's like a beautiful painting, you know. So it was like, like I've said it before, DC can make their characters almost like you're not at a pop con. You know, Marvel's a big giant, you know, Texas Jam concert with all the bands on on the stage together. You go to D- DC movie, it's like going to an opera, and it's like life and death. And this and was like serious an opera? shit on stage. Yeah, this was like an opera. At- Ozfest with Marilyn Manson on stage, and it was <laughs> amazing. 
fucking amazing. They put a man. lot of care into the thought into this film. And you know what? To go off of what you said, we've had different interpretations of Gotham mm-hmm. in the past and all these other movies. And they've they've tried they've really tried to nail the aesthetic of Gotham City to try to make it its own character and everything in these other movies. Uh, Even in the show called Gotham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they, had several seasons really, to get it right. And they didn't know, and get they, anywhere close to what yeah, this did. They really tried. But this movie, you are spot on, Ed. Mm-hmm. It, Gotham was just, you look at it and go, it was that's a, fucking Gotham It was City. a living, breathing organism all unto itself. You need to give so much care into that. You know, it's it's like um, somebody said one time, like it's like the Death Star is a character. It even has its own theme. Mm-hmm. You know, give it to Gotham too. Mm-hmm. And like, if you think of like the worst interpretation of Gotham in my in your mind, like in the Dark Knight Rises, trying to do that snow. You know, they were filming in the middle of summer or in the spring or something. They're trying to make it look snowy in that movie. Uh huh. And it just didn't look right. It just didn't look right. And it was. I think they. I think they filmed that in Pittsburgh because they still wanted they to have. Yeah, the, they know, did. What, what they did in Chicago in the second one, which I love because I'm from Chicago and I love seeing the city in the second one. And I'm going, you know, there's that street and I know that place and I know this place. So I love that. But it was. It was more that you know what would Batman look like if he stepped into your world? Yeah. Well, this that's fine, and that we hadn't had that yet. Well, they've done that. So this is a little kind of a split the difference between kind of the the stylistic feel that someone has like Burton and then realistic Nolan type stuff and you kind of throw it in a blender you know because everything kind of looked they don't they I know they dated it as present day which I thought was interesting yeah because they were saying that Thomas Wayne got shot in like what 2001 or something or when it's something like that yeah he'd been the bat yeah he which puts his age at about what 24 25 yeah something like that somewhere around there yeah, so I, I appreciated that because they never really did that before. Yeah, you know, so I like that. You know, oh, an, an, an interesting aspect about this that just kind of it just kind of occurred to me that Matt Reeves has now reinterpreted two things that Burton has had his hands on. Right. It, it didn't even Planet click. Of Planet of the Apes and now this. And you know, the less said about Burton's Planet of the Apes, the better. But Matt, what he did with with Apes was extraordinary. Nothing short of extraordinary. Like, I, I remember avoiding it like the plague when the first one was out. I was like, I don't want to see that shit. Yeah, me too. And then, and my and my kid talked me into it. She goes, no, you need to go, you need to check it out. I'm like, uh, all right, no, what the hell? And I was completely blown away. This is nothing like what Burton did. You know, yeah. Burton kind of made it a, almost a spoof of itself. Yeah, pretty much. Whereas, you know, whenever we, we got this more realistic, grounded version of of apes, I'm like, this is what we should have had all along. And then here comes Reeves again. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to hand you the Batman this time. He's like, oh, okay. It's just, it, it, it fascinates me that he, that Matt Reeves has taken these properties and done with them, you know, cause a lot of them consider, you know, I don't know how much people consider Planet of the Apes a sacred cow, but Batman is definitely a sacred cow to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's Batman is just all things to to several different walks of life. And yeah, it's, it's a, everyone it's feels Americana. like it belongs to them some way. You know? yeah. And and, yeah. and for him to take this and do what he did with it, knowing that it was a huge gamble, a huge gamble, you know, especially in light of all the scars that this production was was carrying around with it, with it originally intended to be the the next step in in the uh, the Ben Affleck personification of it, and then that whole thing fell through, and then then this thing started to take shape. And I'm a lot happier that they went this route. I think 
God, you know, I wish I wish they would just look at it and go, screw all the Snyderverse shit, the Flash movie, and all the other crap. Let's just scrap all that, and um, we need to start from here and build a new DC Entertainment Universe. And just let Matt Reeves be the Kevin Feige of that whole situation. Because, holy God. Well, they're, they're, you know? way, they're way too vested in that I know, Flash I know. movie. And boy, that's going to take on Whoa. a different spin after what just happened with, uh, with, yeah. Ezra, with Ezra. Ezra, this Ezra Miller, he yeah. got in trouble. Yeah. So it's a little more than a slap. A fool. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, like, Ed, like you said, the part where he's... Uh, where everything's just blacked out in the the alleys and all the yeah. you see all these different leveled criminals doing their you know stupid or the shit, like signal shows in and, the sky and it, and and it then, intimidates yeah them. and it, the fear in their faces when they look in the sky and then they look at the, like a dark alley or some shit <laughs> they're like nope fuck nope. this I'm out <laughs> you know and it was that right there I got chills just thinking about that those scenes because it was like He's that is exactly that. what. Batman should be what it should have always been. They struck so much on the fear aspect of this character in this movie. And I'm going to give it to him with a red bow on it because he reminded me when he would do his voiceovers and his little, you know, narrations and stuff during those scenes. His, uh, that was my one biggest worry coming into this movie was, okay, what's his voice going to be like? Is it going to be like Christian Bale's probably whatever? <laughs> yeah, was it going to be a Edward Cullen fucking you know Berkeley vampire movie? Batman? Or was he going to sound like Kevin Conroy's fucking Batman? Because that's exactly <laughs> yeah. every time he talked, I was like, oh, he is Conroy and the shit out of this right now, and it's beautiful. I loved it because he wasn't trying to change. And you're it seeing or, a and you're seeing a Bruce Wayne that doesn't give a shit about Bruce Wayne. He doesn't care. You know, he he's yeah. he's he's investing everything into this. This his soul is full of revenge, and he's at that. You know, he's still at the early stage where he's like, he's at, he, I mean, he never took the costume off. It kept on. It stayed on him like what eighty about eighty two percent of the time, eighty five percent of the time during the movie. Yeah, he and he, he wasn't Bruce. Up. He was not Bruce very much in this film, which to me yeah, because which I don't to think me he helped cares. because. Uh, that was my only problem with it. That was the only thing yeah. that that kind of took me out. Just this this emo thirty well, seconds to Mars, the cure listening version yeah. of Bruce Wayne. I just uh, I think we'll it, get more into that. You know what I mean? I think that's not that's, being developed. You know that's I developed. hope so. I, I, I truly Ed, hope so. Yeah, that's exactly what I told Chad earlier today when we talked about it. Was yeah. you're Bruce right? Is still mourning. He's still in, he still doesn't know who he is. He's, you were completely right about the aspect of the costume kind of thought on it because even when he was in people clothes his human clothes it was still very batman-esque like it was dark and it was like monotone and drab yeah he was he, covering yeah. himself up and he was just very just i'm listening to nirvana and i fucking hate everything <laughs> i don't care and yeah it's like chad said you know chad's like yeah we really didn't get the bruce wayne side of this it's like you're in a new job you got the job as batman well i'm gonna put everything i got into this yeah fuck bruce wayne yeah, there was a pivotal point, and this is the point I tried to make the chat earlier, where the mayor-elect uh, mm-hmm. tells him, you know, you're you're Bruce Wayne. I mean, you've got all this money, and your father was a philanthropist, and, you know, he he was a, a, a pillar of, of Gotham and all this kind of stuff, and, and I need you, and I'm going to need you to be that person, and I'm, I, want, I need you to step up. I think that right there at that pivotal point is going forward in the in the future movies because God knows we know there's going to be future to this beautiful movie. Made a lot of money. Yes. And, and you know, they're going to be think, making Batman movies well after you, the three of us are dead and buried. Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man movies too. So, so I think that's, one. 
I think that's the route we're going to go. I think it's the next movie we'll we'll see Pattinson putting on the mask of being Bruce Wayne. You know, just like Selena told him in the movie, where it's like that's not who you are, that's not your real mask or whatever. You know, oh, it wasn't him; it was uh, the Riddler. Shall we talk about that <laughs> badass character? Oh my God, there's a lot of people to talk about in this. I mean, Alfred was wonderful everybody everybody did their part it was almost like a gotham community effort it was an ensemble piece it. yeah it it's like it was you didn't really because this couldn't ride on the on the quote-unquote star power of robert pattinson because no. no one really gave a shit i mean did the name christian bale put your ass in a seat no when he was playing him no no and and, and for the most part whenever keaton was cast i was like what and, and we all kind of reacted the same way with this i'm like oh is he gonna glitter you know whatever the hell yeah. you know all the shit that we mm-hmm. were saying about this douche canoe is going to be our freaking batman no no i don't, I don't I'm, think I'm everybody i don't think anybody anybody who's ever taken the role of batman has stepped into it easily no or, or except somebody, for the well, except well, for conroy the animated one well, well we didn't <laughs> yeah. know him i mean you know the hell with the fact that he actually went to juilliard with robin roomed with robin williams and christopher reeve when they went to juilliard together they all roomed together so they were all really really close batman mork and superman and and remember mork was almost the joker and the riddler so there's that so there's that aspect of it and to go off of what you just said everybody and i don't i'll go even further with this i don't think i've ever seen a batman movie or any kind of movie in this same wheelhouse where every character, every actor that played a certain character in that movie was phenomenal. Fit it like I mean, a glove. I mean... Like I said, they all did their part. It was oh, it, it all it was like a puzzle. It all fit together just perfect. What, you know, when you get that puzzle done and you feel so good, our, that's what this felt like. Our, you know? our freaking watcher... Um, Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Everybody and their fucking mom is like, oh, you know, they're going to say what everybody thinks they're gonna say and they did but people said shit about right he was wonderful he is the perfect jim gordon in this movie yeah he's felix lighter is to you know bond you know he does he know yeah and then you've got those colin colin fucking feral oh my god jesus again if you hadn't told me that was colin feral i never in a billion years would have guessed that was colin feral never Ever. I mean, he looked ever, nothing ever. like the Colin Farrell we know. Nothing. You know, I like these villains that are scary. You know, he wasn't really scary. He's like the kingpin now of the DC universe in a way. Kind of has a kingpin feel to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that's kind you know of, I mean? that's kind of their kingpin. angle, but I mean, uh, it's, it's an in somebody who's integrated into the mo- you know. Yeah. Because he had all he you know he had a lot to clean up. You this know, is this is I think hands down the best on-screen portrayal of the penguin I've ever that I think, yes. I think they've put out there. Oh, it's true. By a by a country freaking mile. This is the because best they, version of Oswald we've ever seen. Because they stayed away from, from the, the tropes. Top hats from the tropes, and yeah. The umbrellas and this guy looked like a real person with his gold teeth and the scar on his face. So you know this guy's been through some roughneck shit being the mob guy that he is. Yeah, he looked like one of Tony Soprano's freaking, you know, knee breakers and shit. You know, exactly. Like- and dude, uh, there was so many scenes where you would, if it was the penguin from you know any other version or cartoon version or whatever they usually made the penguin like a little whiny you know around the penguin or whatever just you know, like kind of crap or just yeah. yeah yeah 
And then you get him, and it's like, even when he's getting interrogated by Gordon and freaking Batman, he is just balls to the wall. I don't give a shit. Blah, what are you going to do? I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I like this guy. I, I He's a fucking prick, but I love this guy as the Penguin. I love him. He's he's. It was great. And could that car chase have been more badass? Jeez. Let's talk about. I never saw that. a I mean, highway go back through Gotham. Wow. Yeah, the Riddler. We're, we're yeah, going to get back to Riddler. And we're going to get back to Selena because let's talk about that too. But let's talk about that car. That fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> the oh my god. When that the thing second. when that thing roared to life, I was like, holy the shit! Second he fired that fucking car. My theater car up. just shrieked when that happened. My Let's balls see. dropped. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that when I heard that thing fire up, I was like, "Oh God!" I, everybody's seen pictures of it. The pictures don't do this porn star. You gotta hear it. Justice. You gotta hear it. <laughs> the second she starts purring and moaning at you, you're done for. You're a <laughs> you're less than a minute man because the second he fired that thing up and it's in that again with the black alley with the blackness and then boom, the fear of the sound of this beautiful fucking machine and then you see the motor and you see the fucking blue flames come out of it and the lights light up in the front and you hear him revving that shit I was just like I don't even want to have sex anymore (laughs) I just want to get a recording of that car revving up. Good thing you waited until today to see it. (laughs) No shit dude I'm just that whole scene halfway through it i was like man this scene's kind of you know this chase scene's getting a little bit and then they they did the money shot on us oh my mm-hmm. god and it was fucking amazing just oz just gloating about it. i got you i'm like no you didn't because i've seen the trailer and that ha- that shot hadn't happened yet <laughs> and then he hits that fucking ramp on the back of that truck and just right through the flames i'm just like oh god there it is <laughs> oh there it is yes and then boom i was like oh god that's it i'm i'm done yeah i had to go wipe myself off it was a beautiful <laughs> fucking scene i did have I, to i've never a, a break and i go to run to the yeah, room at one it's like point. i needed to smoke a cigarette at the movie theater after watching that scene mm-hmm. i love the batman 89 batmobile i always will because we've talked about it it's mm-hmm. you know ingrained but this fucking car <laughs> This thing looks like something you could wheel out and get in Mm -hmm. and take it out. And, you know, to be fair, you know, the 89 Batman thing looks like you could damage it. It's really doesn't look like it could go that fast. But, I mean, just maybe in a straight line. It's just like the suit. It's very unwieldy. It looks cool, but it's incredibly impractical. Keaton has to shoot a grappling hook to turn a corner in 89. (laughs) That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, to do a tight turn. Yeah, Sharply. But this car. This car is a just a big. It's just a muscle. Bo- it's it's just a, a big a, giant black pussy magnet. It's is a, what it is. like yes. like Will like I think Martin Lawrence referred to Will Smith's car in, in Bad Boys. It's a shiny dick with two chairs in it. Is basically all it really is. Yes, <laughs> with flames shooting out of its ass. Mm-hmm. That's that's how this car was, and it was God. It melted my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. this is. God, that is sex. Just the the roar of that engine on is one of the screen. most amazing things I've ever heard, and I can't wait to I can't wait till it hits HBO Max so I can just crank this thing up on my Dolby Atmos sound system. Mm-hmm. God, I can't wait. Yes, yeah. You're watching it over here. You know that, right? You gotta For watch sure. it. You gotta watch it over here. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna watch that thing like another thirty thousand. I'm gonna watch it all because... over the place. I'm gonna watch it on my phone. I'm watching it in the bathroom. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm gonna watch it in the 
kitchen. I was no, I want I want my wife to see that because I could crank this, this thing up out here and not piss anybody off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Batmobile, fucking thank you guys, A mm-hmm. plus. Um. So let's Paul we'll reverse back. Let's talk about the Riddler because holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus he's Christ, a sick, he's man. a sick motherfucker. This is the most demented version of the Riddler that's ever existed. I was worried, and I, I'm totally, yeah, I was so worried. Because when me and Chad first had this conversation, when he first saw it, when it first came out, I was under the impression that he was just like, it was like Saul. And he was just some, you know, whatever type of, that kind of character. Mm-hmm. But then I see it, and this guy's delivery. And again, Ed, just like you stated earlier... Bringing it into today's age, which I'm sorry, guys, I'm watching this fucking movie at certain points and I'm like, somebody's totally going to copycat this fucking guy mm-hmm. with the texting because and the, and the social with media, the social media and, all and the fucking followers and all it resonates that, that way. Yeah. With all and of that's us. what made it. That's what made him the most scary to me was mm-hmm. the fact that out of any of the past Batman villains we've ever had, sure you could go a far reach and say, well, somebody could be like Heath Ledger's Joker and do some fucked up shit. Okay, well that but happened they're, in Colorado. They're trapped in but, kind of an, an uh, what's the word anachronistic trap in a way. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in another time. And they use this, you know what I mean? But this was like, holy Holy shit, this could happen tomorrow. This could happen. Exactly. Somebody could do this, really. And And you know, you'll blame the movie for it. His fucking delivery in the the video scenes where he's talking and everything. I mean, I was just like, this guy's good. Yeah. He is Mm -hmm. real good. Creepy as fuck. And just, you know, he wasn't Jim Carrey. He wasn't Frank Gorsham. He wasn't, you know, whatever. We've had that. It's so... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're so past all that. Yeah. And And it's just, you know... We get something new, and it's cerebral, and it's just... It's it's got to be something to challenge Batman, Mm -hmm. to challenge him. And... Oh my god. When he gets caught and him and him and Batman have that interaction with each other and you know he's in jail and he's behind the glass and he is just, you know, talking about how much they're so much alike and we're mm-hmm. we're in this together and we're partners and this is great and all this kind of right. stuff and then he just loses his fucking mind. And I'm just like, "Oh my god." And Second, he just starts screaming and losing it, and he starts singing Ave Maria. Oh, I was just like, I was so <laughs> disturbed. <laughs> I was like, give this guy a fucking Oscar right now. He I was, was squirming great. during that. I was just squirming in my chair. I was like, he's really legitimately freaking me the hell out. He is yes. creeping me to my core. Oh, it was so good. It's almost like David Fincher type. Oh yeah, I mean you, you got know, you got you Zodiac know. vibes like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. This thing mm-hmm. was like Zodiac Seven. Mm-hmm. There were so many. I mean you could you could see the influences just dripping yes. off of this thing, like dripping off of it. Yeah, and, and, and they were all very. I mean they they didn't beat you over the head with it. Uh, no, Fincher but, but, did a really good balancing act. Yeah, all this stuff. Kept all these plates spinning on mm-hmm. sticks. You know what I mean? It's just like that's not easy. You know, he was he was golden, man. And then, God, I know they left out the deleted scene that they leaked out online. Mm-hmm. With Did you watch it? The, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. The interaction between Batman and spoiler alert the Joker. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Great shit. I, I, it's creepy because the second I saw the guy who's playing the Joker uh, in Eternals, Druid from Eternals, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that guy would 
really he would really make a good Joker. He's got his his look, his facial, and you know all that kind of stuff. But then when you see him and what they did to him in this fucking movie, it's just like oh, he looks oh. like uh, what would happen if you really got dropped in a vat of acid? Yeah, it's like they didn't go to the extreme that they did with the guy from Gotham. Mm-hmm. But I never watched that show, but I know who you're talking about. Didn't he put yeah. a f- another face on top of his face or something? They did like all kinds that. of stuff with him, and then they changed okay. him. And he was a twin. It was it, it, the less said, the better. But <laughs> besides the deleted scene, the scene at the end where Joker's talking to the fucking Riddler to mm-hmm. themselves. And I love how he's credited as unseen Arkham prisoner. They don't even call him <laughs> Joker in the credits. Yes. Holy fuck, man. It's, again, blown away. Blown away by the way they did this shit. John Turturro? Oh, great, great, great in it. The Jesus was amazing in this goddamn fucking movie. <laughs> the Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Has- no one fucks with the Jesus, and then he was great he like mm-hmm. i said every character that was in this fucking movie was was it was great mm-hmm. now has that ever been a thing in the books that Ooh, could, uh, that family connection between no i didn't no. think so i don't think so that's no. a whole new web of uh intrigue and then you know uh, ties stuff together in a different way and i was totally okay it, with it but falcone has been around falcone was yeah is, he's yeah always, he's he's been a part of, a, of the batman right. mythology but never as selena's dad i was like wait a minute that's mm-hmm. that's all, now you're treading in the territory of making the joker the guy that killed bruce and yeah, uh, bruce's right. parents i was like come on don't do that don't do yeah. that that's that again that was one of the few things that I, if I had to, if I had to look for something to complain about, if I had to, because I just, you can't call it perfect. You, you know, yeah. there's, there's got to be something there, and that was the, the one story element that I think they could have done without. And I was okay with it. I was like, okay, I was whatever. okay with it because it, it didn't yeah. really just take me out of it, like Jack Napier being the assassin mm-hmm. in Batman '89. But uh, yeah, I just felt like they could have done something else. Yeah, but with didn't that. they really? Wasn't the Joker originally called Joe Chill? Yeah. Way back. Well, no, I mean the the, the guy that the, you, you see Joe Chill in the in the Nolan trilogy. I mean that is who kills yeah. his his mm-hmm. parents in the Nolan trilogy. But he's that he's just a thug. Remember he's right? the, he's yeah. yeah he was that that imperial asshole that Bill Berg you know shot to shit in the Mandalorian. It's the same actor that played him in the in the Nolan trilogy. Oh, he is. Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> so, but now in this one they just like went to great at the end of the movie which I was like a, you know like um, to me it was like the return of the king it was like oh it's over no wait whoa 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 you know there's more the Riddler and uh, you know, all the stuff fit together but yeah. just like nobody is safe in Gotham from being corrupt almost can we talk about Zoe Kravitz yeah oh, holy man. mother of god she's <laughs> She I looks miss- like she's. She looks like she's like there's air under her or something. She makes it look so easy to just like flip backwards and go off a roof or something. Just how nimble uh, she is, you know? Yeah, she is a goddess. And I've I've missed the boat on her forever. And then us. I, I mean, yeah, she was in X Men First Class and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. She's been another shit. But this, God, she was. She did awesome. She did awesome, man. She did great. She did Mm. so good. Well, she comes from pretty good stock, so. Yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, She's Hollywood royalty. Yes, she is, though. I mean, the scene where she was beating the shit out of somebody and she does some fucking move where she just cracks the guy's jaw against the fucking table and drops him. I was just like, You're like, oh, oh shit. God, <laughs> please do that to me. Please. <laughs> I don't think you really want her to do that to you. I, I do. I don't care. Beat the shit out of me. 
please. Now, now I still have a huge, huge torch for Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, yeah, Catwoman. Yeah, you know, just, Pfeiffer still has the coolest costume you've ever seen. Just the the psychological, just how fucked up she gets in that movie and how, you know, um, the hell here, you know, (laughs) broken her neon and everything. Yeah, she was. Yeah, it's just so good. You got kind of a dark side to you, don't you? (laughs) You're like, yeah. I still got a big face in my heart for her. As do I. But but, yeah, but um, Kravitz blended in with everyone else so well just into the yeah. you know into this all this is a lot of cake and just not so much thick frost like what I was saying about the turtles it's all frosting and no cake well this right. was a lot of cake Let, let's good, let's be real Let, let's be real here for for the most part the Burton films and the Schumacher films were getting a bunch of famous people to see how well they could yeah. out chew the scenery around each other yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you don't get that here you, you, the only person that I feel might have been chewing scenery a little bit might have been Colin Farrell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, if, but if he should, he should. It was be. a perfect blend. Yeah, it, it was. was it was. I, that's what I was saying. Those are over the top experiences versus yeah. this was more of a, a cerebral. You know, like, like a, this was cinema. This was yeah. like this was real care and real. You know, we're it not felt like an stuff. art house film. Yes, mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. a popcorn movie. It was a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a artfully mastered film. Mm-hmm. I will say this. There was one, there was a few moments. I mean, there was a lot of moments in this movie that I was like, oh man, that's great. You know, like the Batmobile and all that kind of shit. I think the one tiny moment where I was like, oh, that's fucking badass is when he has the contact lens that has like the uh, yeah. camera and the audio and all that kind of stuff <laughs> where he can like, that was fucking badass. That's pretty dope. Me and, dude, me and my son looked at each other the second he did that shit, and I was like, oh, that's fucking badass. <laughs> that is badass. <laughs> but you mentioned something in your conversation earlier that I don't know if you're I don't know if you're gonna circle back to it eventually, but and the the more I thought about it, the 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 more I wholeheartedly agree with you. Because you know, you'd mentioned about his his inner inner monologue that he has with himself that basically serves as a narration to the audience, which to me just smacked of the dark Knight returns, not mm-hmm. rises. Y'all get it right. I know you guys get that, but for those of you that are listening, when they did the animated two part adaptation of the dark Knight returns with Peter Weller as, as, as Bruce and Batman, the biggest problem that I had with that is that there was so much inner dialogue that Bruce was having with us as a reader or with himself that fleshed out so much of that story that they completely excised from that adaptation, and it yeah. and it hurt that movie. It it hurt that that animated feature that they did. I was like, that's that's way too much meat that they ripped off the bone. And when Pattinson was doing it in this, I was like, it was giving me those Frank Miller freaking Batman vibes all over again. I was like, mm-hmm. this is so reminiscent of that. And Derek, whenever you said when they were at the very end, as they were like medevacking people off the roof of the let's let's face it, it was Madison Square Garden. Definitely looked like it. If it's, if that wasn't Madison Square Garden, that's what they were trying to make it look like from the scene of that of that uh, yeah right that, that whole flood. catastrophe. It was uh, all covered in mud and all that. And and yeah. the dialogue he was delivering to the audience to us that wow. That whole- that whole monologue right there, I I teared up over it because it hit me so fucking hard because it was just talking about how when you've gone through so much pain and you finally hit that point where you persevere over it and you use it as, look at it as not so much pain anymore in your life, but you look at it as this has given me resilience and this is 
turned me into something better and changed me into something better through all the pain and suffering and everything that I've gone through. And when he was saying that shit, man, it was, God, the writing in that monologue was just, it's it slapped me in the face because it was like, it was so fucking amazing the way they did it. It was like a better yeah. written version of the whole, uh, you know, I'm Batman, not because I have to be, because I choose to be. And just, and the, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, I'm a, I'm a symbol. I'm a, and yes. The, and the, uh, yeah. like what, oh. uh, Oldman did at the very end of the Dark Knight. You know, he's our, yeah. you know, the, the, not the hero we need, it's the hero we deserve and shit like that. And I was like, it was a, a more fleshed out version of, of that whole speech or where, you know, whoever was giving it at whatever given film that we're referring to. It was, it was the best version, the best delivery of that type of self proclamation of this is who I am. This is my mantle now. This is it, why it, I do this. And it solidified everything mm-hmm. that has to do with the character of Batman, period. Mm-hmm. Through all of, of written history and film history and everything else, it all come to that point, and especially with this character and the way that they portrayed him in this movie, where he hits that moment and you're just like, yeah, this is year two, but this is the turning point. Yeah. And, and it's just like all oh, the self-awareness and him just really grabbing it going – this is who I am. This is what I have to be because I have to be it. Mm-hmm. And it and it just I, removed all doubt of of to me of Pattinson's portrayal of this character. Yes, God, yes. And even when he was said that you know he experienced such fear because he thought he could lose Alfred when that mm. thing mm-hmm. went off for Alfred. You know, maybe that was you know he had experienced fear. You know, Batman does experience fear. You know, the real ironic the thing. The real ironic thing about Pattinson getting this role is, you know what he was working on at the time when he was he did the audition and the screen test? The Lighthouse? Tenet with Nolan. Mm. <laughs> he actually had to yeah. lie to Nolan about it because uh, he said... He, uh, I he think told, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, he told Nolan that he had a family emergency, and as soon as he said it, Nolan looked at him and says, you're doing the Batman audition, aren't you? And he can smell Batman on him. And when he was, <laughs> and when Pattinson was told that he got the role of uh, of Batman a day before uh, Prince of Photography for Tenet began, Nolan already knew about it and congratulated him. And Pattinson hadn't told anybody about it yet, <laughs> but Nolan already knew. <laughs> He's like, shit, nothing. I can't hide nothing from this guy. He's no stranger yeah. to Batman. <laughs> Most producers talking to each other. Yeah, it's just like you know, everybody word word travels fast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all around good dude. Just, oh, yeah. I'm a believer. I want more. I've I haven't walked out of a movie and wanted more. <laughs> yes. Out of a movie <laughs> like that. You know, the way more of that, more of what I just saw in a long time. Like I'm, that one. I'm going to say it just just perfectly said because I walked out of this just like I said earlier. I could have watched another six hours sitting in that movie theater watching this movie. I don't think I could have watched another six hours. Oh, I, I could have. I, I think I, I was, you know, but I think I would have wanted, you know, I, if I ran this world, if I was God, I would bring one of these movies out every month. <laughs> Jesus. I, I I stated this. <laughs> maybe to, every, maybe, maybe every other month. Okay. I stated this to Chad earlier and I will die on this hill. Okay. Marvel. Hey guys. I know you are listening. I know you love our show. But this movie right here and what Warner Brothers is kind of trying to start doing, and you look at the success and how great Suicide Squad was, um, I know y'all got a lot on y'all's plate, and I know y'all are doing a lot of stuff with Disney Plus, and y'all are just churning stuff out left and fucking right. And Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home, great movie. Amazing movie. This movie 
has shit on every single fucking thing that you guys have done since Endgame. And I stand by that. So I know we we shit on DC all the fucking time when it comes to most of their stuff. And, you know, and rightfully so, because most of their shit fucking sucks. But if this is the avenue and this is the on-ramp that they're getting onto that highway, Marvel, y'all better step y'all shit up. <laughs> You're a move. <laughs> You're a move, yeah. Marvel. Because, you know what? James Gunn moved the first chess piece and was like, here you go. And then everybody's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody at Marvel's like, oh, oh, okay. And then this happened. Peacemaker to S12. Then Peacemaker, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Greatness. Then you have this. And it's just like, okay, Marvel. Yeah. To be fair, Spider-Man was Sony. So, yeah. you know. They I were, mean. And now they got a, now they got a, they took a hit with Morbius. And multiverse, the, the, the Morbius, and uh, let there be carnage because that was you know, exactly uh, yeah. So, like I said, Marvel, you guys had a good run. You guys had a good run. But if DC and Warner Brothers are gonna keep going this way, you better step your shit up. Well, let's let's see because we still have to go through Black Adam. We we still have to go through um, Flashpoint. You know, there's there's a lot of of room to stumble and fall. You know what? I'm gonna, blow, I'm gonna blow Derek's mind. Would, would you, what would you do? Based based on what you said earlier, you're stuck in a DC universe. Let's say they uh, the next DC. Let's say the next Batman. Matt, let's say they bring him back. You know, are they gonna do a Penguin series? Did we, yep, read, on, did we hear that on okay. HBO Max? Yes. HBO Max, and they're doing so a Batgirl gets, with with Jeffrey Wright as as Gordon again. If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, so you get doing, those guys, and they, they're doing a Gotham show on HBO Max with boy. Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. So, so let's ramp it up, like you said, doing that ramp. But let's say you get the next Batman movie, and they want to go the route of supernatural, and they brought Etrick in into oh the fucking God. Jesus <laughs> Christ, God. God. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for, you know, for, just for the fact that he has never been tried, it should be brought into something. If they brought so Etrigan the Demon, when he talk like he rhymes, like he if, does in a comic. if Jason Blood shows up in this goddamn fucking movie, and it and it's the same caliber this movie was with the greatness that it was, and they bring him and he says, "Gone, gone, O form of man, and rise of the demon Etrigan," and they nail it. I will slip my wrist that night <laughs> and be like, I can die fucking happy. <laughs> I will. I'll be like, and that's, thanks for coming out. That was it, guys. That My life is now fucking complete. <laughs> I love to try to, I love, I love to try to play like, you know, the Polak Martin Nostradamus here <laughs> and, and call stuff out early, you know, because, you know, you know, sometimes that shit comes out. Sometimes it happens. And, and you know, if we keep saying it on this podcast, it's probably going to fucking happen because yeah, Marvel's so. listening to us. Warner Brothers, DC, listen to this too. At that yeah. point, they'd have to bring Constantine back, wouldn't they? Mm, let them. Because then maybe after this shit happens and they did that, they would actually make that, that Justice League Dark movie that they were going right. to years That's ago. Right, that's exactly my point. perfectly yeah. fucking right. Look, yeah. guys, if, if we're doing the crazy uh, supernatural shit with Moon Knight and Doctor Strange and all that kind of crap over at Marvel... DC, your door's open for you guys. Bring in yep. Justice League Dark and bring in all the crazy horror you know, elements you have. My character I want to see. And I don't know if it's risky or not. I would love to see the Creeper. Oh, yeah, the Creeper. Hell yeah. I'd love the Creeper. He was not cool like, as shit. Yeah, bring him in. I'd love to see that. I want to see the Blue Devil. Bring in the Blue Devil. Sure. Why not? I had thought and, of him and, in 30 years. And Detective, Ch- and Detective Chimp. You know, bring him into... <laughs> 
And I'm telling you, DC's got some fucked up characters. But you know what's going to really make my dick hard? Mr. Tawny. Tawny Tiger or whatever. Oh, fuck that guy. You know what's going to make my dick really fucking veiny and hard? Is if they do, if Matt Reeves brings in Batmite for the next. God damn you just took the words out of my mouth. You just took the words out of my mouth, and I'm going to send you something here in a minute. I have a stuffed Batmite on my desk right now because I love Batmite. You cocksucker. Wait till you see this. I and God, I'm still I'm still jonesing to see I, I want to see some woman personify Zatanna. Yes, agreed. I want to see Zatanna. I want to I want to see I want to see Swamp Thing. I mean, I if, if man, if if you're gonna do dark, if you're gonna do Justice League dark, you might as well do it full sure. bore. Do it full bore. Great. I don't know yeah, if we really you know, like bring Raven along. Uh, dead man, dead man. Yep. Dead uh, man, Etrigan, Swamp Thing, Lady Shiva. Uh, you know. Ugh. There's there's so much room here for I, I just think you just completely freak people out. I mean, for God's sake, if you can do Suicide Squad and have Javelin on the fucking team or Mongal, you can bring out a fucking movie that has Zatanna and Dead Man and Etrigan and do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I wasn't already stoked that we that we're getting Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate for Christ's sake. Oh, I am so f- never thought I would live to see the yes. day where Doctor Fate would be on screen in a live action film ever. Oh, I thought he was he was going to be stuck in in animated you know DC animated feature purgatory forever. I never thought we'd see him on screen. You know, it, you know, guys, we're working with McFarlane on all that stuff. Black Adam, Flash. Oh God. See, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a Riddler box coming out. It's going to be in the market that I designed, and I got to mm. see the um, you glorious bastard. This, yeah, I'm very proud of this one because <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, McF- I mean, Todd McFarlane's kind of out of his. I think they just keep him in a back room and say, "Todd, what do you think of this? Great. What do you think of this? Great. <laughs> what do you think of this? Great. I you love it. Like, really great, guys." Yeah, let's do yeah, that. He does it in his real loud voice. Holy shit. Fast voice. Is he like the no. David Lynch of comics? <laughs> He's got a weird voice. I don't know what's up with his voice. He Every time I hear him talk, to... I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? Put this shit out. He keeps trying to put things out that are like these figures that come with comics. Like, this hasn't been done before. And he's like, they're not articulated, but he's trying to like make it the best of it. And this is this, car- this commercials that he does. And it's just like, oh my God, someone's put a, he found a camera in a room and just started talking to it. We got to get him out of there. Yeah, because he's a he's a mess. But he does. I mean, the guys we were talking to, they were like, "We designed this stuff, and I did it all in Photoshop." And you know, it's it's a whole thing. It's it's a box that looks like it's made out of like uh, old pieces of things, like a like an old payphone, and part of it looks like an old um, uh, post office box with a you know a combination dial. And what you do yeah, is you have to like take and put a card in here, and it's going to give you these numbers, and this is going to turn this other thing. It's all and it's all made of. Um, oh damn! I it's just all saw sculpted. I just saw your bat might thing. <laughs> yeah, my son sent me that. So, oh no, the, shit! So what this thing does oh, in my the end? Fucking it, god, that is glorious. <laughs> I think somebody's going to have a new iPhone wallpaper or whatever phone you use, Derek. That's getting. <laughs> That's getting saved. Right I told now. you my son's a DC. Right on my <laughs> right on my screen. My son's a DC uh, that's a, fanatic. That's a trip. But this thing's. But we were like, okay, you guys want to send us uh, like some assets or something so we can do this right? And they went, no, no, no. We just want you to do it the way you did. We're like, we don't. We, we you know, we bought this big giant uh, question mark that goes on the top of it from Shutterstock. Should we use it? Yeah, yeah. Just the way you did it. 
we don't have anything. And he sent us some old style guide shit from like the Garcia Lopez shit. And we're like, we don't want to put this on there. What is this? You know, real bad stuff. Like they don't even know what they're doing over there. They make good figures. It comes on all this other stuff, you know, they don't know what they're doing. And they just like what yeah, we do. They make they make great fucking figures. Yeah. So yeah. what happened was they lost their they lost their uh I don't know. It was like DC Direct or something and then parted ways. So they need someone to help do all the other stuff besides figures. So we're trying to come up with things to do. We're working on Aquaman, working on Captain Marvel, the second Captain Marvel. I think we're working on 13 different things with them, these guys. So it's it's fun. They're great. They seem to be real collaborative. So they're real easy to seem to be easy to work with. Maybe our guys better than what we've had before that works with them. So I got to give him some credit. You know, <laughs> going circling back because I know we probably need to put a pin in this thing. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, the uh, the thing that I think I'm the most grateful of, and when we're talking about uh, Paul Dano's portrayal of the Riddler, mm. is that it felt it felt like we had a credible DC villain after the horrible taste that Jesse Eisenberg put in our mouth with his portrayal of Luthor. Who's your yes. dream cast for Luthor? Because I'm a big Hackman fan, and I just can't. I love Hackman as Luther, but who's your who would you cast as Luther? Cranston. Yep, I'm with you, hundred percent. I've been it, I've been wanting Cranston to play Luther since they were first talking about doing Justice League. I want Cranston to play any villain in a in a comic movie. I want to see him play Luther here. I want to see him play Stan Lee in a biopic on Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. I think his Luther would be equally as great as D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Yeah. Ooh. And I know that's, I would, a, that's a pretty bold statement to make, but it, I, I really do. Great one, though, I, I think he would personify him brilliantly. I wouldn't mind seeing Cranston as Modoc, but you know, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. But <laughs> in a but in a in a nutshell, because we could we can go down fifteen thousand different deviating paths. But suffice to say, we're overwhelmingly pleased with with this outing of of the Batman. I just I I, I couldn't be more ecstatic over it. And I know we're maybe overstating the obvious, but if this is the direction that that DC is headed with their film franchise, they're they're finally pointing it in the right direction. If if this is the the aesthetic that they're going for, if they can keep this a, a, you know as a through line through everything, then I think they're going to be able to save this thing. Can I go on yeah. record and say that I'm I've been happy with all of DC? <laughs> so you can. far. You, yeah, I got, I'm going yeah, on record. You can go on record all you want. Go not ahead. the shit on TV, not the crap on TV. Um, that, that has its place. Kids like that stuff. I don't. I don't like the Arrowverse or any of that. That doesn't. I'm not the age for that. Well, and, and don't get me wrong. I dug Man of Steel. I know people like to crap all over Man of Steel. I never had a problem with Man of Steel. Watchmen was like the big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thing for me when they, I sat and put my 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 little baby head on my pillow every night, and I said, "Please get Watchmen right, and I'll never make fun of another comic book movie ever again." Please get it right. Well, I'll do it for you because I'll make fun <laughs> of every single comic movie that comes out. But I'm right there with you. Watchmen was fucking it was beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, DC's looks like they might have might be into a renaissance. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just think that. Overall, it, it's been widely accepted as uh, this is the, the. Everyone seems to be very, very happy about this. I, I've I've yet to hear anyone give uh, a, a lot of negative uh, vibes on uh, on the direction that DC is headed. If this is indeed the the direction they're headed, and I hope they are, I think we can all agree on that. Well, that, here's the great thing: is that Batman has incredible sustainability. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who he is. Nope. Very few people don't know who he is. This this really is it's a good place to start. Yeah. It's a good good role to take. If they're if we're if we're gonna move away from from the Zack Snyder verse, then I'd I'd rather them go in this direction than stay in the mm-hmm. Zack Snyder verse if yes. they if they can't agree that this is the direction they want to go with. One hundred percent. Let's let's exactly. let's 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 settle in this direction and just go from there. <laughs> as much as I love Zack Snyder's stuff, it's it has a lot of weight to it. Yeah. And it's hard to get it's hard to get it rolling. Yeah. And it's hard to keep it going. And it's just, you know, it's very but you know, he's done I like I love what he's done, but it's just it takes a lot of effort. They just they, yeah, they just tried to do too much too soon. And it's a lot of effort. So let's this looked like it took Maybe the same amount of effort would handle just like by somebody completely different mm-hmm. in a diff- totally different way and in a way that's never been done before. So, so completely, it, it was a good, it was a good week. I mean, Moon Knight was spot on, and God, the Batman was it delivered. So. Yes, it did. It's been a good nerd week. Yes, it was. It. So, gosh, I don't know, I don't know where we go from here, but if this is any indication, uh, I think we got a lot of good stuff in store. There's a lot of things coming. Yeah. Get ready. We've got, so. we've got a lot of shit to lose our collective minds over. So There we go. We'll be here Sounds for you good. guys. <laughs> Take care. Good to, good to talk to you guys again.